If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Middle school kids out of control texting nude photos. For parents, at least 100 students in a small town linked to a massive school scandal. Claims of sexting at a school last October. A sexting epidemic at a Bay Area school. Sharing explicit photos, images often hidden on their cell phones. 17-year-old Cormega Copening facing child pornography felony charges for sexually exploiting a minor himself. And tonight, the principal calling an emergency meeting, giving parents the shocking details. Police in St. John's are warning parents and kids about the dangers of sexting. An escalating sexting trend involving children. Anything can be found on the Internet. Some vulnerable teenagers are learning the hard way about the dangers of sharing too much, too much, too much, too much. Oh, you know what that is. It's something that you do on a regular basis. I'm talking about texting on your phone. It's also something that your kids are doing, too. But some kids are unfortunately taking it to the next level, and they're sharing pornographic images of themselves and others, not to mention pornographic text messages. This is known as sexting. And let me tell you, it's quickly becoming an epidemic in our society. The numbers are alarming. One in five teens have engaged in sexting through text message or email. Think about that. You have five teenagers at your house. One of them has done it already. So what exactly is sexting? Well, it includes both images and words. Statistics show 20% of teens have sent or posted nude or semi-nude photos of themselves. Some 15% say they've done this with someone they knew only online. Wow, that's frightening. 36% of teen girls, 39% of the boys, say it's common to share these photos with people who are not the intended recipient. I'm America's Digital Pro, Kim Commando, and in this Commando On Demand podcast, I'm going to give you an overview of this growing problem. We're going to talk about why kids are doing it and how technology is playing a big role. And it's not just teenagers. Kids of all ages are facing big consequences by engaging in this risky behavior. And of course, you can depend on me to tell you how to keep tabs on your children. If you have kids in your family, this is a podcast you need to listen to all the way through the end. Your success depends on building meaningful relationships with current and prospective customers. ACT can help. ACT is a powerful CRM solution that saves time, increases productivity, and so much more. Sign up for a free 14-day trial at ACT.com. Grow your business today by visiting ACT.com. Sexting is something that parents didn't have to worry about until recently. Even when cell phones became popular about 20 years ago, there wasn't the capability of actually texting photos. Well, once the phones became more affordable, we started handing them out to our kids. And this gave parents a peace of mind in case of an emergency. And it became a great way to keep track of our kids a little bit more. But with all the pros of phones, you know, there also comes the cons. Lisa Stroman, clinical psychologist. Dr. Stroman says in her Scottsdale, Arizona practice, she's seeing more and more kids at younger ages 
sexting. Well, I actually see, see kids now um, 10 or 11 up. I used to only start at uh, 12, 13, like middle school age. But the average age now that kids are first viewing pornography, for instance, is now nine in the US and chronic use is now beginning on average at 11. So, you know, it's getting younger and younger and it's impacting them in more severe ways, um, obviously, as they get older. And unfortunately, the problem is only going to get worse. Well, it's an issue that I see as a tsunami coming, um, if not already here, with teenagers and what they're doing online with their cell phones. They're making um, decisions that are lasting a lifetime, impacting jobs, college admission, um, and legal status, quite frankly, for a lot of these kids. We're going to talk more about the consequences in a moment. Now, if you think sexting will not impact your child based on where you live or where you send your children to school, you have to guess again. It doesn't matter. All children are vulnerable to sexting. I was at a school today that's like $40,000 a year to go to that they're having this issue, and I've gone to schools that's 100% free lunch, Title I, and they're having the same issue. So it is across every nationality, every SES or social economic status level, like it is everywhere. And I think that we as a society need to really figure out how are we going to address it on a bigger scope and a bigger scale so that we can get these kids some help. So why exactly are kids doing this? Is it self-gratification? Are they succumbing to peer pressure? Or do they just want to be accepted? For one, it's actually technology. I think a lot of it has to do with the apps that are out there and the science behind how we have programmers and developers like trying to get deeper and deeper into um, kind of the brainstem and the dopamine reward pathway of these kids. Um, and so it trends. A lot of kids are just trying to fit in. You remember those days. They see someone else doing it. They want to be a part of it. So they take cell phone use to the next level and they start engaging in this very risky behavior online, putting themselves at risk. And kids fitting in, having clicks, having likes, and trying to get good grades is nothing new. But how they're dealing with it today is totally different because of technology. It's a big distractor and challenge for kids when they're trying to figure out who they are as a person. So I have to talk to them about their brand and what they look like and what they do on the outside certainly needs to match on who they want to be on the inside. Um, and that's the part that uh, I think that a lot of adults miss is that we're not teaching them how to be better digital citizens. And that's the part that I think I, I, I'm so frustrated with is they know how to be good humans and good people offline, but when they go online, they're just challenged on understanding that that impacts everyone as well. While kids are probably more advanced in school because of technology, it certainly does have a lot of drawbacks. I think that they're definitely pushing the limits at earlier ages. You know, what I saw coming about 10 years ago is that because kids are being uh, rewarded and they're getting that dopamine reward pathway instigated earlier and earlier, they're getting more risky in drugs and alcohol at earlier ages too. We can thank Google for that since kids can look up anything wherever they want. Kids are able to make kind of homemade cocktails out of normal um, kitchen, you know, things that are in the kitchen at home and bring it to school and adults not be aware that they're mixing, you know, water with some cough syrup with some, you know, a pill that they found and that combination that they've quote unquote researched online um, gives them this kind of slight buzz or something what it's doing. Um, those kind of dangers, those kind of things are very different than what we used to see with teens back in the day when you didn't have access to kind of fake information or bad information online. 
Virtual reality systems can also be a really bad influence on teens. It's hard for kids to avoid it since it's being placed in schools. There's also haptic technology. It's been around for a while, but it can also be bad because it's so realistic. It's basically like putting on a pair of yoga pants and it sinks in with the VR headset that you're watching and it has these microcurrent fibers that are through it. And so if somebody grabs you around the leg, you actually feel the compression on the stocking that you're wearing. And so you can imagine, um, particularly in the area of like pornography and things like that, like how impactful that is on a young developing brain if they're actually believing that they're in that system and in that um, environment. I'm a strong proponent about putting filters on computers and tablets and phones to limit the content that the kids can view. There are also stealth keyloggers. This is where you get a complete record of anything that's done on the computer, phone, or tablet. But trust me, kids know how to get around all this. But they become so restrictive that the kids get very frustrated with it, and then they have a workaround. They either get a Boost phone or they get a you know an iPod Touch, and they start using the Wi-Fi and trying you know using like other ways um, from friends to get around that kind of technology. Communication is key. The best thing you can do is talk to your kids and monitor their actions all the time. I'll have more about what you can do as a parent to prevent inappropriate use. And we're also going to hear from a parent who knows firsthand about the dangers of texting. But first, let's look at the consequences of sexting and how it could impact your child's future. Brought to you in part by our friends at Dreamstime, the world's largest stock photo and video community. The right image anywhere, anytime. Download the most relevant and current images and videos today for only 20 cents each or for free. Visit dreamstime.com. That's D-R-E-A-M-S-T-I-M-E dot com today. Well, I'm sure you're taking teen sexting seriously. Maybe you're thinking that if your child gets caught, there won't be any serious repercussions if they're under the age of 18. Well, this is where it gets really frightening. Anyone under 18 can still be charged as an adult when it comes to child pornography. And then they're forced to register as a sex offender. In some of the states, it's, it's very sad. I mean, you might have two 12-year-old seventh graders um, that are sending images back and forth to each other just trying to explore kind of, you know, what, what kids used to do back in the day with notes, but now it's with pictures um, and flirting, flirting back and forth. Those images that are sent back and forth can put them on the sex registry for life. Now, keep in mind, the law does vary from state to state. And we're talking about my home state now, Arizona. When you're in Arizona, for instance, that state happens to be one that's progressive and has some protections in place for minors to minors so that those are misdemeanor offenses, but still illegal. And in states that haven't caught up, um, those are actually felony events on the first transmission. It doesn't even have to be a picture to be considered sexting. I've talked to parents about this before. If you're using words and sex and sending that across and it's obscene in nature and decent, um, that also can be considered sexting. Um, you are basically transmitting child pornography if you're underage or sending it to somebody who's underage. Again, a conviction could mean a misdemeanor or felony on a child's record and their name in a sex registry. The impact can be tremendous and obviously will make it tougher to get a job or maybe even get into college. But even for kids who don't get caught, depending on what they're putting on social media, this is also going to impact their future. I've got a kid who worked really, really hard, um, had great grades, you know, did all these extracurricular activities, got accepted to his dream school, only to find out a month later that that conditional acceptance was revoked based on a social media screen. 
So colleges are paying attention to that. Certainly employers are doing it as a screening method and internships. So what you do when you're 11 or 12 can come back to haunt you later in life. Again, the best thing you can do is actually sit down with your kids and talk to them one-on-one. It's very difficult. As a parent, I've got two kids myself. I talk to them all the time about false information online, what's accurate resources, how can you tell. When you look at a site, if you if you click on something that you're looking at and it redirects you somewhere to understand what that means, that you're not going to go to that first party site. So educating your kids on how the internet works and how they're researching things and how people pay for advertising is so important nowadays. I get this question all the time. Should my kids even have a phone? If you're going to hand your child a phone, then you have to understand that you're handing them access to the world. That at any given time, we have hundreds of thousands of sexual predators online going after them. We have people that are going out there doing things that they shouldn't be doing online. Handing a child a cell phone is dangerous, since they don't have the ability really to understand how it all works and the dangers involved. Now, Brooke understands that all too well. She's the mother of a teenage daughter, a freshman in high school. Handing your child a smartphone and not having the parameters set in place, not having some restrictions on there, some websites, and really spending you know time and possibly even money on, on setting your phone up safe, it's like handing a kid a loaded gun. You know, um, I, I do truly believe that because the damage that can be done on a cell phone is, is really strong. As a single parent, Brooke thought she was doing everything right. She took her daughter to church. She started talking to her when she was in sixth grade about the dangers of sexting. But one day, when her daughter was 13 and in seventh grade, Brooke got a call from the principal's office about a photo her daughter had sent to a boy. She was in a bra, I think, and it was like in a stall and posted a picture, but it had gotten um, shared, not, I think, amongst students, but I think the student took it to the principal, and the principal came to me and, you know, basically warned me about it and kind of let me know what the behavior was going on and actually gave me an opportunity to handle it on my own at home, make sure that it never happened again um, so the school didn't have to get involved. Luckily, you know, I didn't go through the experience of it being like a full nude and and it being shared amongst students, but it was quite the wake-up call. Now, of course, Brooke sat down with her daughter and talked to her about it. Her reaction to me was, Mom, what's the big deal? Everybody's doing it. And, you know, that's that's not words you want to hear from your child who, you know, you've, you've tried to raise right and try to teach right from wrong, but it is. I think our kids are just desensitized. And so sharing, you know, a a private picture of their body, a private part uh, picture, you know, is is, is not a big deal anymore. We expose our kids to smartphones, especially, you know, they have uh, the ability to have with one word search, they can have porn in in front of their eyes in a matter of seconds. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty frightening. Brooke remembers another incident involving another student around the same age as her daughter. There was, you know, like a thread going around with um, a young boy who had shared, you know, his private parts, and it was on Snapchat. Many teens are under the false impression that when you post a photo on Snapchat, it's gone forever. While the photo may disappear, there's nothing to stop a recipient from sharing or saving the picture. Someone can always take a screenshot of it. And of course, content is always saved on some server. Brooke actually recalled another inappropriate photo that she was the recipient of. While she wanted to tell someone about it, she knew she just shouldn't share it. Thank God I didn't, because the second if I was to share it with anybody else that's distributing child pornography, once your child gets a hold of something like that, they, you know, forward onto their friends and they think, oh my gosh, check out what I got. 
well, then they've just distributed child pornography. So very, very dangerous, uh, slippery slope. As a parent, you just can't turn your back. You have to talk to your kids about smartphone dangers. It's not a happy conversation, but if you're the parent, you just need to do it. We have a duty to these kids to, you know, teach them the importance, obviously, of not sharing pictures, but just of, of respect of their bodies and not falling into the traps of, well, everybody else is doing it and, and, and not feeling, well, I got to do this to fit in. I got to do this to be accepted. And it's, you know, it doesn't know any boundaries or zip codes at all whatsoever. It's, it's, I know people who have, you know, raised kids in a very religious home and, you know, they've done everything right according to, you know, what we're supposed to be teaching them. And some of their kids have, have pulled some real, some real big whammies and, you know, it's embarrassment to the family. In her daughter's case, since she wasn't completely nude, it wasn't as serious of an offense. But at the same time, she says the intent was there because of the promiscuous pose by her daughter. Many students don't know the consequences of sexting, such as losing scholarships or getting kicked off sports teams. But, you know, kids, they do it anyway. We're dealing with adolescent brains. You know, we have to remember that. We're not dealing with a 30-year-old male or female who knows better, who knows the consequences. We're dealing with, you know, children's brains who are all over the place, you know, and, and hormones and pressures and societal, you know, things that are thrown at us that, you know, it's, it can be very dangerous. So what you need to do is to check your kids' cell phones. Brooke, who we were just talking to, she says that she wishes that she would have started the education process sooner than sixth grade. She has a son in fifth grade now, and she's already started talking to him. He's 10, which really, this conversation should have happened a few years ago. There are apps you can download that will help you monitor your teen's phone. Net Nanny gives you the control to monitor web activity remotely. You can choose what websites and type of sites you want blocked on your child's phone. You can even set up warning alerts on certain keywords such as nudity or suicide. Secure Teen goes a step further. It gives you logs of your kids' activity. You can even read their incoming and outgoing text messages. TeenSafe provides monitoring for text messages, sites, and even phone calls. And you can keep tabs on where your child is with GPS and lock their phones while they're driving so they won't be able to text. When it comes to protecting your kids, I just want you to know I'm there for you. I have tons of articles on my site at commando.com. And don't forget, if you have any questions, you can always call me on my radio show. Being a parent is a huge responsibility, and protecting our kids against bad influences, it has to be our top priority. After all, this is the next generation. Thanks for listening to this Commando On Demand podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to share this information with your family members and friends. My podcasts are available on iTunes and in the Google Play Store. But the best way to listen is to get them in the free commando.com app. Just search for Commando in iTunes or Google Play. Oh, and by the way, would you like to watch my show live or maybe on demand on your schedule? You can if you're a Kim's Club member. Learn more at club.commando.com. And also, as a Kim's Club member, you can even come by and be my guest in the studio next time you're in Phoenix. And to listen to my show wherever you may be all across America, go to commando.com slash radio. Thanks to Simply Safe, protecting your family is simple. Get 10% off at simplysafekim.com. That's simplysafekim.com.